Let's get rocking. Let's get rocking and rolling. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Wasted Space, and they have a new EP called The Eater, and it was released on December 25th. That's Christmas, right? Yeah. Yes, yes sir. Okay. I see what you did there, dropping it like a bomb right on Christmas. And uh, right now I'm being joined by the important members of the band, or so I'm told. Matt, Colin, and Jeremy to share some more information about this release and what they've got going on. So, boys, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely great to have you on. Now, I believe I just kind of wanted to touch base on this one for a second. You guys reached out to me independently, if I remember correct. Yes. There was no promoter. Nope, nothing like that. Just from our email. (laughs) Yeah. We uh, we're basically we wanted to kind of uh, you know really take the, this release uh, this is our fifth release of uh, twenty twenty so we kind of wanted to take this one like really 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 seriously and kind of do a whole uh, campaign of like just reaching out to anyone that'll listen to it and hopefully have us on and talk about it you know mm-hmm. absolutely and then I brought you on and now we can talk about it so it's, <laughs> it's like, crap what do we do now um, right it worked <laughs> it worked now we got now we got to keep moving forward so. That's kind of an interesting thing because that doesn't really happen that often. How did you guys find out about Little Old Me? So we were just, I mean, basically, we kind of sat down, took some, you know, a couple hours every other day, and just went through different like podcasts, like websites, and like, um, you know, just kind of Google searching around, seeing what people were listening to, just trying to find, you know, people that like we think would like give us a shot or you know give us a listen or anything, and just you know we kind of sent um, about like we tried probably reached out to about 40 or 50 different people and just, you know, kind of tried to do our research on who would, who would, you know, give us the, give us the ears, you know, give us a listen, give us the time of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily enough, we land on you and you reached back out to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am I'm giving you the time of day here. It's quarter after two, uh, you know, which is, uh, which is great. Now, I guess my other question is how is that going for you? Because there's an astounding amount of work in what you guys are taking on to do a, I guess what I'll call a self-financed campaign. So how is that going for you? Um, I, I think you are one of three or four that actually got back to us. Uh, everybody else either. Yeah. I think everybody else just kind of ignored us. I don't know if we, <laughs> if we got an answer back, but um, how's the know, self-esteem it, holding up? Good. It's holding you know, up we, got, well. so we only got one. No. And then we got a bunch of yeses. Right. So yeah. technically. Yeah. The other ones were just on, you know, they're just MIA. We don't, we, we don't know how to tell you those yet. <laughs> right. So, so technically speaking, we only got one person that said no. So I would say that's a win. We've got more yeses than nos, but a lot of just uh, non-responses too. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Now take us through this EP because it's the two tracks, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I guess maybe an interesting question. Because that could just be a single, like an A-side and a B-side. Um, with it being called an EP, why not just fill it up with another couple of tracks and you could have like a four or five song EP? Um, so kind of for our model for what we're doing for releases right now. So the beginning, our first EP was about uh, four. We actually recorded six songs in the session, um, released, it four, uh, released the first five. Um, and that was our uh, um, our first EP. Uh, um, I repeat myself when I'm in distress. Is what it was called, and um, <laughs> so we we kind of released that all in that big chunk, and then uh, you know with how the way the way the world like kind of ended up 
turning into. Um, you know, there wasn't the opportunity to really go out and play shows and things like that. So to keep kind of, you know, in people's ears, to keep relevant, we've kind of switched to a model of every, almost every other month we release, um, uh, two, a two song EP, um, you know, keep list, keep stuff to give up, you know, keep content out to listeners. It keeps us like, you know, engaged and active in creating and, you know, what we want to do and getting our message out there. And, um, I just, uh, I think especially in the way that this world works today with like how people intake media so fast and kind of, you know, in and out, you know, it's, it's in one ear and out the other, like keeping stuff to kind of gear out people's attention, keep, you know, keeping content out there, I think is kind of, uh, what uh, you're going to see kind of a lot of bands starting to do in the future. And we're just trying to get a, you know, kind of foot up in the race on that. Mm-hmm. But you can play in a forest and that's what I'm seeing that you guys are doing here in this music video. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cold out when we did that too. It was the nice was like, frigid Buffalo air. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, it was like, like maybe 20 degrees, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fahrenheit. I wish we uh, added a couple of shots and you can just see the snot pouring out of our noses as we're trying to like, stay warm and just freeze to death like uh dancing around in this forest yeah so i mean i guess what just because it looked cool i mean you guys are torturing yourselves over a music video here yeah i mean it it, it was always an idea we had because that's actually it's called the appliance graveyard and it's it's behind uh the trailer park i live in and uh yeah, I mean, I, I guess I had told Matt about it a couple years ago, and I totally forgot it even existed, and I couldn't even remember who told me it was back there because I never actually went back there to see if it was there. So, like, the day before shooting, we, like, walked over and found it, and we were like, oh, thank God this place is actually here because we'd already told the videographer and all that, like, where we were going to shoot. But that was, that was basically it. Is we, we just wanted to film somewhere that we think our, our music represents, kind of like that working-class, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> Just kind of, I don't know, beat up, broken appliances and just, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he told me about the area, I was like, we need we need to shoot a music video here. And then, I don't know, two years of friendship, I guess, so it's kind of finally all come, accumulated to that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite the outfit that you're you're wearing there, Jeremy. Yeah, I, uh, I took a little inspiration from uh, Bruno Mars, actually, <laughs> like legit like just take the flat brim hat kind of go for like that 80s look i guess and have a gold chain and just try and i mean i i've always uh as a musician i've always like tried to stand out on stage i've always liked uh elton john and um performers like that who kind of wear like these flamboyant outfits that really i don't know really pop and stuff like that so i guess just that's personal branding on my end but <laughs> Well, there you go. And then it looks like there's is that, is that guns coming out of your fingers. Is it bullets coming out of your fingers? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Those are actually, I can actually do that. Those aren't edits. Okay. <laughs> I did that live for this show. Very, shoot. very cool. Now, I guess my next question is, since this was aired on uh, Christmas Eve, um, I guess because it's a force, you don't have to worry about the whole COVID situation, but did you guys like record these tracks and these music videos, like in the midst of all this, uh, chaos or how did it work? Yeah. Yeah. Grind along pretty much through the whole, through the whole, um, pandemic. I mean, we, we pretty much, we're all kind of lucky within our situations that we don't really interact with that many other people besides the band. So <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, not too many people like us, I guess. Awesome. I, well, I, th- I think it's 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 also like you know, I we took advantage of of seeing a lot of other bands, you know, that right right when the lockdown hit and things like that, they were like, we're not practicing together. Don't ask us to play shows, and like, you know, like they all they all took it as like a let's let's take a break. Where I think all of us went like we'll we'll take a vacation later. Let's this should be the time that we hammer in some tracks and we knew that the studio was still open and we could safely go and and record there. So we, we just kept hammering along. I mean, we, the way we saw it is that we were spending every day together anyway. So if any of us had COVID, we probably would have known by now. So we might as well just keep going, you know, and if, if we get it, we get it, I guess. But I mean, I get tested every day for work, so I know I'm good. I don't know about these two. (laughs) I work from home. So I I literally don't, I don't leave my, I, I probably leave my house once every two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and i don't interact with people when i'm at work so i'm good too <laughs> okay colin are you are you responsible for the coffee or no sorry, that's full jurors not full gers. i am sorry that was that was a full oh no no a full <laughs> no on no 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 you're good I, I i i it's one of the great things about having that last name is you know everybody when they hear it they say i'm the best part of waking up so <laughs> <laughs> yes you are sir well, thank you. You're quite welcome. Speaking of the best part of waking up, since you guys are in Buffalo, I like to chat about hot wings for a second, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Beautiful. So it's a thing. Buffalo, New York, hot wings. Uh, absolutely. I apologize. I've never been to Buffalo, so I'm only going off of folklore. But take me through it. What What is the hot wing? Is it actually Frank's Red Hot Sauce? Like, is it that whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody like all the restaurants out here that do them have like a different way of doing them um i mean the most typical way is frank's red hot and you just toss it in a bowl with the wings and then uh but i mean there's there's places that will brush the sauce on they'll cook the wings longer to make them crispier i mean it's it's all over the place over here it's it's a constant fight Our, our our culinary uh industry if you will is just made up of people trying to make the best wings this Basically, sounds... you can't. Yeah, you can't really find like a bad wing place in Buffalo. <clears throat> they just all kind of do them differently. Like if a bad wing place exists, it it does not exist for long. <laughs> okay, so no soggy wings. Does somebody like soggy wings? No, no, no. no. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> okay, nobody likes soggy wings. All no. right. So then, what makes a good good hot wing? Flavor I mean, profile, uh, I would say. Yeah, I think flavor profile and crispiness. Yeah. Yeah. There there's there's just there's just something about a chicken wing when it's got the right the right amount of crispiness on the outside skin, but then like the meat underneath is still still moist and 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 juicy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're correct. That is a difficult balance yeah. for a lot of people to get and uh I was watching what's that show on YouTube spicy ones or something? Where they hot have, ones, yeah. Yeah, hot ones. There we go. And th- even they've screwed that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know I I don't suck. I've heard this. Yeah, I don't personally know what wings they use or anything like that, but I I will say that uh, it is disheartening that someone who's not from Buffalo, I think those dudes are from the West Coast. I'm not. Don't quote me on this because I don't know and I don't want to start a fight with hot ones. But <laughs> they're not from <laughs> Buffalo. I just know they're not from Buffalo, and I know that they don't make real buffalo wings. Um, but I, I don't know. They if they if they go through buffalo wild wings which is like a chain 
that's probably as close as you can get from not Buffalo. Cause I know that that's where that, that restaurant chain started was here, but, um, oh. or at least it was started by someone from Buffalo. So, okay. So it's not just a name to lure people in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I've personally never been to wa- Buffalo wild wings. I looked at the name and I thought you're a scam artist. I hate you. And I just I walked <laughs> away. <laughs> you're correct. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, we did hot wings at home recently cause they're, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the missus didn't even know that I could, it's funny. I went to culinary school and she's like, I like hot wings. I don't know where to get them from. And I was like, well, why don't I make them? And she's like, you could do that. <laughs> yep. So that's kind of become our thing now. It's just that they're expensive. I, oddly enough, all, all of us have worked in the culinary industry. Matt, Matt's, Matt's the only one that made it out alive and he's working in a bank now, but Colin and I are still trucking away as cooks. All mm-hmm. right. Beautiful. Welcome to the cook show, everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like on the outside world when you get breaks? What's that like? What's it like to have a break? A lunch hour? What's it like to have a lunch hour? Tell us. Right. Tell us more. To not spend more than an hour on your feet at a time. <laughs> you mean you get to eat lunch at a designated area that isn't just the back of a dumpster on a crate? What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I get it is getting up, too man. real. It's amazing. My, my favorite's just the couple of French fries you left in the basket for you, just to like snack on real quick. <laughs> this is getting all too real. I don't know if I can handle it right now. I know, way too real. <laughs> you finally get to your lunch, and it's like lukewarm, but the bacteria makes it taste even better. Um, <laughs> sweet. So speaking of chicken parts, we got a song called Knuckles. Uh, mm-hmm. And speaking of chickens, we have Euthanasia. Take us through these tracks. Is there like a theme to this EP to grouping these these two songs together? I think well, Jeremy can kick this one off. I I would say the the whole idea at first at least, like the base idea, especially with Knuckles, is I came to practice and I said we need to write a fight song. And <laughs> just like uh, that. Yeah, and and for whatever reason Knuckles kind of like we we ended up writing it and we were like this is going to be like this is the opener. Like this is the set opener. This is the the hype song that gets everybody in a mood to fight. And then uh, Euthanasia, I think we just we just rode off that high. We, we were like, like we got to make another one that makes you kind of angry and want to fight people. So, I mean, I, I, I you'd have to talk to Matt about his uh, lyrical choices and things like that. But, I mean, definitely Knuckles. We were like, let's go minimal vocals. Let's just, like, make a song that's about fighting people. <laughs> okay, an angry young man you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So well, you kind of have to be. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I guess lyrically, like the song, like basically, yeah, the first, you know, Knuckles being on the EP was pretty much we wanted it to be like I wanted to grab the audience attention, get the energy level up, basically wake everybody up. You know, like that's kind of like that. The, the main inspiration for that song is like, how can we basically set the mood for the rest of the set? And so that was just, you know, that one lyrically is just super straightforward. Like, I just basically just, you know, said whatever came to mind, tried to make the riff sound as cool as possible with my voice over and under, you know. Um, and then Euthanasia was, I, I basically kind of wanted to take a little bit step back from trying to write, like, very, I don't know, introspective and I guess more poetic and just kind of make it more raw emotion and just kind of write about just, you know, it's a, it, it, if it's like the turn of the year came, you know, since this whole craziness started with COVID and like, especially all the political turmoil that's going on in the, in the United States. Um, and it was kind of just like a song that where I basically just kind of, uh, I guess, expressed how fed up, you know, I'm feeling how many people probably are feeling 
and just how kind of like, you know, at the end of our rope, especially when the, you know, with the turn of the year coming and we're still kind of stuck in this mess, it was kind of just like, I wanted it to be kind of like, you know, raw and, you know, and also like fun. Like, I just kind of want to make it like a really fun, like super edgy song that I could imagine like my 16 year old self, like being in my car, you know, <laughs> driving to high school and just being like, dude, I'm so freaking cool with how edgy the song is. So. <laughs> I'm going to go fight you know, people. I wanted yeah, you purposefully roll your windows down and make sure everybody can hear you're listening to metal. Yeah, like I wanted it to be like that song, you know, and, you know, give give something for, you know, young kids that are mad that are in a world right now that they feel like they have no control over. Just, you know, something to yell at and scream and get it all out to, you know, mm-hmm. you must be awful to be a teenager right now. I'm thinking about all that teenage angst about, you know, authoritarian figures and like. Really? You guys are screwing this up right now, and I'm supposed to listen to you? Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, like, kind of what, like, my kind of, I, I like, I guess, lyrical inspiration and what I kind of want Wasted Space to appear to be is kind of just this voice for, like, you know, young people that, like, are, are probably, like, I can't imagine being 14, 15, 16 right now and just being like, wow, like, all of our leaders and all of the adults that are supposed to run around taking care of the world are just kind of messing it up <laughs> mm-hmm. well i guess they get bored too you know um okay i'm sure i had another question loaded in the old noggin somewhere but i just <laughs> i just lost it. I, I was flipping through the music video and i was like those are pots and pans and then my 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 question just completely <laughs> went out the window so <laughs> the pots and pans are those the drums that are on the record just kidding um <laughs> Actually, speaking of like pre-production, do you guys do any kind of stuff like that? Because there's all kinds of weird things that could end up, you know, helping out the snare drum at certain points of the song or whatever. Um, um, well, a, a lot of a lot of what goes into the pre-production of what we end up recording um, is kind of done outside of the studio setting. Um, we, we, we basically get get the song written as we'd like to have it recorded and then we kind of solidify it in our memories and um yeah and then from there when when we have the actual song taken care of we'll kind of start thinking to ourselves like okay what can we add to it that you know who is there anything special we can do to make it sound different and you can even ask them you know um the last time we went to the studio i brought i think four different snare drums just to try just getting different sounds and all that and and just different tuning techniques and all that it, it, yeah yeah we uh we 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 take some time and we we put some thought into it and we kind of experiment around a little bit although yeah. this most recent this most recent go around we found a at least i found a, a certain snare tone that i i really really liked so next time we head into the studio i'm going to bring that same drum try to tune it as best as i can to the way it was beforehand and and see if i can replicate that yeah or even improve yeah sounds like you're learning yeah trying to i would say too with like kind of like pre-production um we have tried our hand at like doing demo recordings and things like that um which it works out okay but we're all we're all very busy so it it just seems at least in my opinion, faster if we just kind of keep it in our head and have like a phone recording to go back to and kind of make changes on. But I think um, a, a huge like benefit for us, at least, is we, we've all gotten really good at um, practicing the songs and knowing them very well. So like we, we can go into the studio and I think usually 
every two song EP we we knock out or you know two song single we do we uh we get done at least guitar bass and drums all in the first day and then we just come in for a second day for vocals that was gonna be one of my questions i don't see a bass player so where do you guys do or how do you guys do that live is there a backing track yeah backing track and i I record the bass parts but colin's got his own opinions on that (laughs) i i have been pushing these two for a while now to try and get a fourth guy in here to, to to play bass live i it's it's i i the the backing tracks with the bass it it serves its purpose it does what it does and it does it well and and it it it, it removes the human element to it i kind of enjoy having somebody on stage with a bass that i can actually you know feel the low end coming from their cab you know i, I it's not something that i like to just have run di through the front of the house you know so what you've got to do just, is get a cardboard cutout of a guy and put it right next to you. And then we've 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 entertained that idea. <laughs> get get a yeah. cab so there's a DI signal running to the front of house, and then there'll be another signal running to the cab, and you'll get all the low end that you need. see. It just it works. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one less uh, guy to feed. We're, we're I think they call that movie magic. I still haven't gotten a good uh, reason from these two as to why we shouldn't have a bass player. <laughs> more, more room on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, I can okay. think of lots of reasons. Right. More but, room um, in the van. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another question I had, and I think that kind of just wraps it up for my questions, but we'll, we'll kind of do maybe a free-for-all after that uh, if you guys have some other stuff that you wanted me to touch base on but I didn't, is uh, the EP is called The Eater, who is this person? What is this thing? What is the eater? Where does that fall in line? I'm so confused. So take it away, Jerry. Yeah. So the eater is, uh, I don't know how controversial of a topic this is, but the eater is, uh, a creation from potentially a, you know, something that I saw while dabbling in hallucinogenics. Um, you know, we'll say hypothetically speaking, someone went out into a field while they were on hallucinogenics and hypothetically looked into the sky to watch the stars. And uh, when they looked up there, they saw a giant um, worm swallowing the planet. And mm-hmm. so what the eater is, is the, the eater is quite literally this this planet eating worm that is uh, crossing through the galaxy and 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 just devouring planets. And when I say this thing devours planets, like Earth looks like a cocoa puff to this thing. This thing is huge. And the idea behind it is it, it comes from a. Um, I'm trying to think of what scientist brought it up. He said, uh, if you think about what a what a worm thinks of us or how a worm thinks of us, they 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 don't. They have no concept of what a human being is. So it's not totally unlikely that there's a giant worm or some giant being in space looking at us right now. And we just have no idea because we don't have a concept of it and we can't comprehend it. So it's kind of this idea that there's this, this hidden giant worm ready to swallow us. Mm-hmm. I'm honored to live on a cocoa puff. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Right. And They're I now delicious. want, yeah, I want cocoa puffs now. <laughs> okay. It's the molten core that tastes so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not careful. It'll burn the tongue. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Is there anything that I missed you guys wanted to chat about? Um, Not too much. 
we're we're going back in the studio uh, next Monday, so we'll be planning for another EP probably coming out um, in the next couple of months for sure. Um, we're going to be just keeping content rolling out on our YouTube's, um, on all of our socials. Uh, we're going to definitely keep music coming out, like we said. Hopefully, planning um, even more online content to be putting out in the future. Uh, basically, you know, keep a lookout for Wasted Space. We plan on having as much as fruitful of 2021 as we did in 2020, and keep it keep it going. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ho- Hopefully shows come back soon because we're we're looking to hit the road as as soon as we can. So cool, and it's not wasted space. There's worms in it that look at planets as cocoa puffs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. We're all the cocoa puffs. And That's a right. Giant soup <laughs> or a giant bowl of milk or something. <laughs> there we go. All right, boys. The Milky Way. It is in the Milky Way. That's where you store your cocoa puffs in the Milky Way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No cocoa worms, never been made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody would eat that. Okay, well, boys, that covers all of my questions. So, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. We appreciate yeah, awesome. it. Thanks thank for you. having us.